Hello and welcome to week seven of the Punt Return podcast. I'm Josh Y. Back in Sydney with my brother. Yep. Josh Woot. How you going, buddy? Yep. Good. <laughs> Missed your face. Um, yeah. I wish I could say this. <laughs> wow, thanks. Uh, a couple of wins early already for you in the pod. So yeah. Outstanding. Daryl also uh, on the line always as our co-host every week. How are you doing, buddy? Yep, I'm good. Um, yeah, been a long week, but good week. Start of the NBA season. Um, yeah, good results. Yeah, it's uh, been a fun, uh, a fun start to the week, and obviously it'll continue tomorrow with week seven of the NFL kicking off. Uh, so we've had six weeks now in the NFL. Only 14 teams at the moment have a winning record. Um, week six kind of cleared the air for a number of divisions, but it also brought some of the higher rated teams that we had going into the season sort of back to the pack a little after they struggled early on in the season. So Falcons, Packers, Vikings, Steelers, and Chargers all had their uh, all had wins and made their divisions a little bit more interesting, while the Titans, Bears, and Jags blew perfect chances to extend a lead on their divisions. And we have just one undefeated team left, Josh, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, mm. Do you see them losing this week? Yes. No. <laughs> Ten point favorites against the Forty uh, ers Yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening. I think but uh, Daryl might have a different uh, idea. But we'll get to crazy. that a little bit later on. This you guy's never crazy. Tr- never. Uh, you can never discount the model, and we'll get to the results in a little bit. But we'll start with the lock of the week. Last week, Daryl, uh, we did it again. So we're up to uh, four and two now on the season uh, for the lock of the weeks. Yep, it's a good ratio. Try and keep it going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Baltimore seemed to be the team that we're having our most success on this season. I wonder if the um, if we could break it down. Maybe uh, I'll can break it down. Go through week by week and see which teams we've had the best uh, sort of success rate on. But I definitely think Baltimore would be up there. They easily covered their two and a half point spread. They had eleven sacks um, against the Titans. Mariona only completed ten passes. Does that blow your mind a little bit, Josh? Uh, the whole more sacks than, yeah. Completions, especially Crazy. in this day and age where you get so many short passes and easy completions to not yes. um, be able to rack any up at all. That's uh, pretty good. Uh, Daryl, how did the model do in week six? Yeah, good week overall. Um, a few of the totals um, won, so yeah, I think four unders got up. Um, Tampa Bay game, not so much. Um, some good lines given out on the pod last week, some good ones there. We lost a few of those by game day. I think some of the value kind of disappeared. Um, San Francisco money line was one that I was watching on my walk into work. I thought they might get there for a while. Um, we had the spread as well, so that one worked out well. Um, and then, yeah, as I say, we can touch on the other sports a bit later. Yeah, it must be good just strolling into work at 12.30 uh, on a Friday. <laughs> <sighs> Was that, was that a Friday game? What was the Monday game? Yeah, no. Oh, sorry. Not Friday. Yeah, sorry. It was a, the Tuesday game, actually. Sorry. But they, yeah. are, they are kicking off a little bit later, so it's not quite sort of the morning commute. But anyway, yeah, I thought you did pretty well with the unders, considering how high scoring has been in the NFL. To go 4-1 and one on totals with unders um, being the, the main uh, play for all of them, really, um, that's pretty pretty outstanding. Uh, Josh, uh, we both loved the over in the Giants-Eagles match. We did. Um, that was a very good play. The Eagles played well. Happy with that result? Uh, yeah, pl- played well. Yep. Yeah, maybe a stretch of the uh, well. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy they won. The opponent, uh, not the best. But, yes. yeah, you take the wins. Uh, and uh, over 57.5 on the Bucks and Falcons. Uh, we both had that as well. So we finally got a win over the over the model. 
Um, the, or the machine, the man got the win. Uh, I, I much like Daryl, love the charges. Um, even on game day, you could have got plus one um, on them. Uh, I had my first loss on the Colts this year. I've been betting against them, and I finally took them this week, and they lost. So that serves me right. Um, and then the London game, I, uh, I like the over. I went well under. Um, I wish I knew or had read into more Gruden's travel plans. He he flew his team in on Friday Classic for a Gruden. Sunday game. Um, I'm not sure what the reasoning there is. Um, and then we didn't quite finish the week well with New England and Green Bay not covering for us. But still, overall on the week, Josh, you went three and one. Mm-hmm. Good bounce back after the the epic Cl- nine play week. Close the week before. At halftime of that uh, New England game, it was looking good. It was looking good, and I finished five and three on the week, so uh, outstanding. Before we get into week six, though, uh, Daryl, you did touch on other sports. How are the results looking? I know racing, I was really annoyed I couldn't load up the model on my phone. There was some sort of issues with my phone um, on track at the Everest because you guys had a, a really good, successful sort of launch. Yeah, it was a good day to launch. Uh, we got the... Well, we're there, the exact, I guess, in the Everest, so that was good. Uh, I think we ended up 30 or 40% profit if you'd taken all four of our selections in every race. A few outsiders got lobbed in as well at $10, $11 helps. Um, yep. The NBA is 7-3 and three to start the year on the value plays. Um, so, yep, good results. Obviously, early days there. College football had another good weekend, 2-0 and on the greens, 14-7, uh, and seven, I think, on the orange selections. And A-League starts tomorrow, so, yes, all go. Usain Bolt scored a double in yeah. our hometown, uh, Josh, mm, last week, weird, last Friday. Weird. Did you uh, go? No, I was, nah, on, I was yeah. on a train coming back from Melbourne. Just, I wish. Yeah. I could have gone straight in. It would have been Melbourne, all up Bolt, all into the Everest. What a weekend. Yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. Weird time in sport. All right, week six, Green Bay, Oakland, Pittsburgh, Seattle have the bye. But before we get into all of our plays, a word from our sponsor. Looking for a bit of a leg up on the punt this weekend? Or you love your NFL, but you're not sure what the value is? Get a sneak peek with Stats Insider's free subscriptions with featured games each day to give you the boost over the bookmakers. Visit statsinsider.com.au to sign up for free right now. And remember, always gamble responsibly. All right. Week 7 kicks off with a blockbuster game. Denver, minus one at Arizona. The total is 41 and a half. The line's one and a half at some places. I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to move around a little bit. Probably end up starting Pickham tomorrow. But, Daryl, uh, anything at all from a model perspective? No, not really. We have this 23-19 Denver, but across the simulations, there's not enough value to make a play. Um, yeah, nothing. Josh, anything? No. No? Um, not excited at all to watch this? It's not a great Thursday night matchup after the sort of the good ones that we've had the last few weeks. Excusing the Giants last week, they were pretty bad to watch. True. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm in the grants there. I, there's just nothing that really stands out to me. The total is low for Thursday night football, which is interesting. But then when you look at these two teams, it's hard to back the over, um, just given how bad their offense and how inconsistent they have been. Um, it's moved up to 42 at some places. Um, but yeah, I probably won't be touching uh, that game at all. Uh, let's move on. Tennessee versus the Chargers. Um, or the Clippers, as Daryl likes to call them. Uh, it's in London. It's an early game here, and uh, Daryl did the quick math uh, last week um, on the actual times for each team. Um, I did it this week, so I think the uh, for the Titans, it's 8.30 a.m. in Tennessee when that game kicks off, and for the Chargers, it's 6.30 a.m. in Los Angeles. So the time factor plays a little bit on the players, depends on how well they prep. Um, the total is set at 45. Uh, Daryl, what do you like? Uh, we have nothing on this, and much the same as last week. I try and avoid the London games a little bit, but 
I don't quite understand the logic of why last week they managed to play it at the regular Eastern time kickoff, and this week they're playing it at four hours earlier or three hours earlier or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm not sure what the reason <laughs> what the reasoning is. It could be schedule related. I know there was like no football on last week, so there might be soccer on that night at the stadium. They got to quickly flip it around, but. I don't know about that. Like when you have American football being played, I think you need some more time to repair the turf. I'd imagine, Josh. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, but anyway, um, I like it because it means that uh, you get more football, um, so you can sort of stay up through the night, watch Tennessee Chargers, um, you know, play a bit of DFS, check out the uh, NFL DFS from down on the podcast, um, and yeah, and just sort of roll into into the red zone. Um, I like the Chargers here minus six and a half, getting under a touchdown here. I originally wasn't keen at because it was it's listed as at Tennessee, and then I double-checked that it is a neutral venue. So I think getting under a touchdown in neutral venue, I do think the Chargers are a play here. Look, Tennessee won't be as bad as they were last week, but it's a really kind of weird game to try to get back on track. You've got to worry about traveling to London. You're taking on the Chargers, who are probably a similar team talent-wise to the Ravens, Josh. Kind of. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for the Chargers to possibly, you know... Their home isn't in LA, so they might be able to find a home somewhere else. They might have more fans in yeah, London than in might LA. Be, yeah, exactly. So it could be a home game. Could it could work out well? I just think Tennessee was so poor last week. I think, I think the Chargers might have their number. It wouldn't surprise me though. Like we've seen Tennessee do some weird things this season already. Yep. So it wouldn't surprise me if they come out and win by you know fourteen or so. But <sighs> I don't know. The Chargers look. The Chargers look okay, and the Titans look dreadful, so I, I like under a touchdown. Yeah, the Chargers' defense was scalded early on in the season, but two of the first three weeks, they played the Chiefs and the Rams, who are the two best offenses in the NFL. So if you actually look back over the last few weeks, they've only allowed t- an average of 12 points to their opponents, and the Titans haven't scored over 21 points. Um, and they've only scored over 21 points in a game just once this season, and it was in one half against the Eagles, basically, where they were good on offense. So just looking at all those things together, I just can't see the Titans doing anything, but as Daryl said, London does weird things, the time zone, so you know, I understand if people want to avoid that play altogether, but Wooten Wire continue their charge of love. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, New England minus three at Chicago. The total is 49 and a half. Um, just double-checking that's actually 49 at some places now as well. Um, Josh, you have a play here. What do you like? I like the Patriots at Chicago this week, so New England minus three. Yep. I think this would be a different line if last week had stayed the deficit that it was at halftime. Yep. I think that this is kind of people going, oh, maybe the maybe New England aren't as good as they, you know, they think yep. they are, look or anything like that. But I think they're I think they're solid. I think last week showed that you know, I know that anyone has been able to put up points against this Chiefs defense, but I think just in the second half, I think there was just so much. Uh, I don't know atmosphere and hype and everything for that game last week to that it was it was kind of built to be a shootout where I don't think it's necessarily going to happen this week I think that it's another week with Josh Gordon in the offense I think it's you know I know Edelman's been around forever but you know it's another week of him back in the system Gronk everything rolling yep. the fact that they can lean on Sony Michelle who's looked good recently I think everything's starting to gel for them and that's I, I think that if like last week, they had one by two touchdowns or whatever like that. I think it might be, you know, minus seven or something like that. So I, I like the minus three. All right. And Daryl, another man versus machine match here. You've gone the opposite. 
Yeah, we've got the opposite way on this one. So at the moment we have Bears plus three as an orange, so a small value play. Um, Bears money line, I think, is a slightly better play at current prices. Um, from a personal perspective, I'll probably hang out and see if the three and a half shows up. Um, having said that, I feel like I've said bad news bears around the office quite a few times this year. So um, take that one with a grain of salt. But yeah, we're on the bears. Yeah, I don't mind them at plus three and a half, but I do agree with what Josh is saying. They looked pretty comfortable in control and then kind of Mahomes just kind of went nuts there. Took a lot of deep shots and sort of on a whim and a, and a prayer. Some things kind of stuck in there late and it was great. I just can't see Trubisky being as successful as Mahomes. That's another thing. So are we, if people are thinking that, I know it was at Foxborough, but yep. are people thinking that this offense for Chicago is anywhere near the Kansas City level? No, I don't think it is at all. And I do, and the Pats are a lot better in October. They had a slow start to the season, but we see it all the, all the time. They're better in October than they are in September. They're better in November than October. Yep. They just get better. And I, and I understand that... Um, the defense of the Bears is far superior to that yeah. of the Chiefs, but is, you know, yeah. Yeah. I Khal- just... Khalil Mack's also banged up as well, so we'll have to wait and see the status of that. I think that will impact a lot of things. Um, and if he's questionable or ruled out, so, obviously it right, will affect I'll, the model I'll, as well. I'll, I'll ask it this way. Is, uh, it's going to be hard to articulate this, but is the Bears' defense that much better than the Chiefs' offense is better than the Bears. Okay, I get what you mean. Yeah, I don't think so. I think the Chiefs' offense has a higher ceiling than the Bears' Yeah, Bears defense, so definitely. Right. Uh, Detroit at Miami. Uh, there's no line out there at the moment, although there is some lines out at the moment, depending where you look. Um, it was announced this morning that uh, Brock Osweiler will start for uh, the Dolphins uh, as opposed to Ryan Tannehill. Um, I'd be all over this if Detroit were the uh, were the dog here, but I, th- I have a feeling they're going to be favourite now with Miami uh, starting Osweiler, despite him playing pretty well last week. Um, also very lucky he landed a pass off someone's helmet, but uh, I don't think uh, anyone else has an opinion here on this game, Josh. Is that correct? I don't, uh, especially with Osweiler. Yep. Uh, and Daryl, obviously with no lines up at the moment, it's hard to sort of do a model. Yeah, we don't have everything faded into the model for that one, so stay tuned to the website. I originally just thought you were sick of saying pass or no play, so you just wrote offline. Offline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, look, I hate betting on Detroit as a favorite. I like them betting them as a dog. I guess Miami's kind of the same, so uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird one. But yeah, with Osweiler in, probably an avoid game. All right, Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay are three-point favorites here. The total is 49.5. What have you got here, uh, Daryl? Um, so we have the the models being fed a total of 50 at the moment, which gives it an under, um, a very small under, so it's orange clay. But 49.5, I think that would fluctuate back to no bet. Um, we have this 25-22 Tampa Bay. Okay, 25-22. The model gone off Tampa Bay. It liked them last week, but uh, nothing this week. Uh, Josh, you like the over? I do. I think this is, you know, I don't think it's going to be a massive shootout, but 49.5 just seems too low to me. Yeah, I, I agree as well. I like the over. Um, it's one of our plays in our uh, article for Stats Insider this week. Uh, check that out. I also like the Browns plus three and a half, which you can get some places still. Um, I put this in the, the doc yesterday where I got plus three and a half. Um, I just like the I like the matchup here. Mayfield will learn a lot from last week's performance against a much, much tougher Chargers defense. The Bucks are ranked last in pretty much every defensive metric right now. They're, they're terrible on... Um, defense. They're good on offense, but we also know that Jameis Winston has a habit of 
you know, turning the ball over, and the Browns still lead the league in, in takeaways. So I do think this game will be a shootout. So I do like over, and then maybe the Browns by plus three and a half because I feel like it could come down to sort of a last drive where a field goal wins it or or not if the Browns can get themselves That'd be in that unlike position. the Browns, wouldn't it? Yeah, I can see them losing by four here, trying to get a touchdown to win or something like that and then coming up short. But yeah, um, so kind of a, a man versus machine play here because uh, you're kind of leaning towards the underdog. Yeah, say so we're under 50, I think I'd be comfortable with. Um, 49 is a reasonably big number as well. Like if, if you could get, if I was on the over side, I'd probably be hoping for a 48 and a half or something like that. But yeah, we're, we're leaning under at the moment. Okay, uh, Carolina at Philly. Um, I feel like this line has moved since I put it in the dock. Um, yeah, some places five and a half. Um, so Philly are five and a half point favorites, or you can get minus five. Even I've seen some minus sixes out there as well. But the total is 45 and a half. A lot of the value gone really early in the week. Um, you could have got a flat four at one point when it first opened. I mean, what's four? It's, it's smack bang in the Vegas zone. I think the difference between four and five is is pretty big when you've got sort of sevens and threes and things like that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm a clear pass here. What have you got, Daryl? Yeah, I don't care if it's four, five, or six. I think we pass either one. <laughs> there oh, we go. Damn. Yeah. Daryl with some sass. What's yeah, going on? Yeah, I love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you've got to play here. I do. I like Philly in this. Um, surprise, surprise. Surprise, Ooh. surprise. No, so some some things, some points that uh, I'd like to call out. So yep. Carolina's without both its starting tackles. Yep. And Philly has its defensive line healthy for the first time in a while. And it showed last week yeah, massively. So, so they destroyed um, Eli last week, and he threw no touchdowns and one interception, so that was great. Yep. And um, so they're all back. Um, also, so Brand- uh, Brandon Gowton, who will be the uh, referee in yep. this game, Eagles are 9-1. When he's officiating the game. Get the foil hat out. There you go. So that's another thing. <clears throat> but we've outscored opponents by over 200 points when he has been officiating the game, which is just, you know, that's a crazy stat. So I like that. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm just based on the, I think it's going to be settled in the trenches. And I think that... Philly do struggle with mobile quarterbacks, yep. but I think if the tackles, you know, if the starting tackles are out, I'm not sure how much success Cam Newton's going to have running outside. Mm. Okay. A lot more down, maybe design runs up the middle, but that's even harder with sort of Fletcher Cox the way yep. he's playing as well. I don't mind it. I liked it a lot more at four. It's it's obviously gone now. Um, I might still be tempted at five. I might. That's a play I'll probably circle back on, but at the moment... For this uh, podcast, um, I'm a clear pass. Um, Buffalo at Indy. Indy a seven and a half point favorite. Six and a half was out there very briefly, and the value is completely gone. The total is at 43 and a half. Josh Allen is been has been ruled out. Apparently, they were going to start Nathan Peterman, but a few players. There's some rumors circling around that the coaching staff would lose the locker room if they named Nathan Peterman the starter. So Derek Anderson, who they signed last week. Will be the starter. And I want to say, I think he's an upgrade at quarterback. I think he makes this team better. I mean, Peterson forced Vontae Davis <laughs> to, ret- <laughs> to retire at yeah. halftime. Yeah. So, uh, I, can't yeah. Re- I don't know if this is true now because he had the touchdown drive, but there was a one point where his passer rating was so bad that he's, he would actually have been better statistically if he just threw the ball into the turf every play instead of attempting passes. That's how bad Peterman 
has been. Um, so I do think Derek Anderson is an upgrade. Um, I'm going to pass on the Colts here because I think they win, but I'm not. I don't know. I backed them last week, and I'm a little bit, a little bit uh, score on the psychology of betting as we touched on last week, Daryl, a little bit um, messing with my mind here. Uh, what have you got? Um, it's a familiar theme, but not a lot. Um, yeah. We have Indy winning this 25-18. So, yeah, I mean, that's what, seven, so seven points, so seven and a half spread, no value there, 43 and a half, 43 total, no value there. Yeah. Um, I promise I do have a few plays left to go there. Yeah, there we go. I uh, I don't think that total, I don't think that uh, line's going to move too much. I think seven, seven and a half, eight is probably where, where it will end up. T.Y. Hilton is due to be, be back and playing uh, for Indy, which is good news because drops have been a, a massive issue for the Indy offense. All right, Minnesota minus three and a half at the Jets. Uh, the total is 47. I'm just checking that. That's still 46 and a half now that that total has moved to. Uh, Daryl, what have you got? Uh, nothing. 25-21. You promised us more plays here. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. Um, Josh? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Flat three, potentially, but it's a tough spot for Minnesota here. Um, I think this game, I have some more stronger feelings from a DFS standpoint, but we'll touch on that in the NFL DFS podcast. Check that out. Uh, Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville a minus five. Total is 41 and a half. What have you got here for us, Daryl? Um, so we have this 21-18 Jacksonville. So I could potentially be tempted by Houston. That's a no bet at the moment. Um, but we do have a small bit on the under 41 and a half here, or 42, I see you've just changed it. Yeah, too, I so just checked. It's, it's, half it's, point. Yeah, it's 42 now at, at Pinnacle, so I just moved that a little bit. Um, so that kind of yeah. helps a little bit, getting that extra little half point. At least if it finishes on 42, you get your money back. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll probably end up still on under in that one. Yeah. Josh, thoughts on this game? Um, thoughts or bets? Bets? No, no, no bet. I just... 42 seems low because some of these games tend to be, you know, they just, even though they look defensive on paper, they turn out to be a shootout. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, not for me. I like the under here um, and I like the Jags minus five. Um, I feel like a lot of people will be taking the, fading the Jags this week just because um, the Texans are uh, quote unquote on a win streak, even though I don't think they've technically won their last three games. They've, they've relied upon inexcusable mistakes by opponents, you know, such as Jason Garrett's decision to punt, Nathan Peterman playing quarterback. Um, and so, so yeah, I don't know. I was trying to be a little bit more sassy, but I obviously don't have that talent like Daryl. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they've basically saved Bill O'Brien's job, I think. So if you look across the board, I think they're very, very similar. And um, I think the Jags just have a complete, better mismatch here on paper with you look at their defensive line up against Julian Davenport and Matthias Rankin who rank uh, first and second in terms of quarterback pressure allowed this season so Kalei Campbell, um, Yannick Ngokwe and, and, and all that can get a lot of pressure and I think force some turnovers Deshaun Watson's shown that he can be a little bit reckless with the football so I do think the Jags bounce back after bounce back finally coming home after uh, two road losses um, I like the Jags, and I like the under here. I think it's just going to be a bit of a defensive slog, but the Jags kind of win by a touchdown. Mm. Uh, all right, New Orleans at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore are two-and-a-half-point favorites here at home. The total is 49-and-a-half. The Saints coming off a bye. Um, and, yeah, the, the total's also moved to 50 at some places as well. Darrell, what have you got? Um, so we have this Baltimore by two, 25-23 um, pass. Pass. Josh? Yep, pass. I think this is the best game of the week from a viewing standpoint. 
um, just because Baltimore are probably the best defense in the NFL, and the Saints are probably a top three offense. So yeah, I'm keen to keen to watch these two duel it out. All right. Um, all right, moving on to yeah, just won't bet on it. Uh, Dal Dallas at Washington. Washington are one and a half point favorites. Total is forty one and a half. Uh, yeah, Daryl, what have you got for us? So we have this Washington twenty one twenty at the moment. I think the line's moving probably the wrong way for me. I'd probably be wanting Dallas plus three and a half, um, and I think it's moving more towards a pick'em game. I think. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday you could get Dallas two and a half at some places, and I took that. Um, I just think Dallas. I like. I trust Dallas's defense more than Washington's right now. Um, I think uh, these two teams are pretty even, and I know Washington are at home, but um, Dallas haven't lost there since 2012. Um, so they have a pretty good record at FedEx Field. And just purely from this weird stat angle, I don't know if you saw this during the, the week, uh, Daryl Allwood, but um, it's a pretty long one, but it's really, really interesting. It's in the article as well, so I implore anyone if you want to read it in depth, have a look. It's from Dan Steinberg from Washington Post. The Redskins are 1-1 one and one in their last two games, 2-2 two and two in their last four, 3-3 three and three in their last six, Five and five in their last ten, six and six in their last twelve, seven and seven in their last fourteen, ten and ten in their last twenty, sixteen, sixteen and one in their last thirty-three, and eighteen, eighteen and one in their last thirty-seven, and then twenty-eight, twenty-eight and one over their last fifty-seven. And if you look at them this season, they've gone win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. So based off all of that, as, as ridiculous as it sounds, Washington are due for a loss here. Oh, here we go. To get your foil hat out. Yeah, we're getting it out. <laughs> it's just insane that that's just the way that their record, they've been the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the NFL all season and historically as well. So I like Dallas uh, plus two and a half here. All right. What have you got? i got nothing, but I'm interested to see the outcome of this game. Because of that stat now? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's cool. I like it. I like people doing those uh, those deep dives. I appreciate the time and the effort involved. Uh, all right, Los Angeles, nine-and-a-half-point favorites at San Fran. They nearly got you home, Daryl, last week. Uh, would have been a great result for the model. Uh, you can get flat 10 some places if you want to take the plus, and I have a feeling, Daryl, you might be uh, taking the plus. Yeah, I'll be keeping an eye out, see if that gets to ten-and-a-half um, like that. At the moment, I'm probably just having a speculative play on the San Francisco money line. Um, I think you can get them at pretty big odds, and... In our simulations, I think the money line presents a little bit more value there than the um, nine and a half spread. Yep. Um, also leaning towards under fifty two and a half in that one. Okay. The Rams will be out, uh, be without Cooper Cup. Um, it's a short week as well for San Fran after they sort of push the pack to the brink. The Rams are a much much better team than the Packers. The Packers are a very flawed team. Um, so yeah, I, I just can't. I want to back San Fran here, but I thought the upset was probably on the cards last week, even though I took the Packers stupidly. Um, but I, I just don't know if I can have the heart to set it, take San Fran again. Josh? Um, yeah, no. Nah, either can I. I don't know if we're going to get the same uh, beat hard. I, I think CJ Beathard is better than we think. He's like a so budget Kirk Cousins. The, the, the fact that Shanahan selected him himself yep. Yep. lends me to think that, you know, Shanahan sees something in him yep. that he knows he can use. Yep. So, yeah, I don't think he is as bad as we originally thought, but yep. saying that, he's not Garoppolo. And, like, last week he definitely outcoached Mike McCarthy, even though the Green Bay Packers got the win. That was purely Rogers' brilliance more than Mike McCarthy. Whether he can outcoach Sean McVay is a totally different thing. I think 
Nick Vay is a lot smarter and wiser, so it's a lot tougher to sort of outwit your opponent here when your opponent is a, a wonder kid. Like he's just a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike McCarthy, a little bit slow off the off the uh, foot there. Um, all right, Cincinnati at Kansas City. Kansas City are six point favorites. The total is fifty eight and a half. This this game got flexed into prime time. Um, the Rams and 49ers got moved out of prime time. Um, so victory for all of us. Um, Daryl, what have you got for us? Um, so we're leaning towards Kansas City in this. Kansas City minus six is not in play at the moment. Um, model has this 33.25. Um, so, yeah, keen on Kansas City if we can get a decent price. Mm, the model seems to like Kansas City a lot over the last few weeks, I've noticed. I've been waiting and waiting for a fade from the model on Kansas City. It's just not coming yet, which is giving me great angst um, because I like Cincy plus six. I keep betting against Kansas City every week. I don't know what it is. Maybe I like pain and suffering. I don't know what it is. That's it. Um, but um, I'm leaning Cincinnati plus six. I trust this. The Red Rifle. I'm back in on Andy Dalton, Josh. I know it gives you great joy, but I like their offense. I think they're really Man, good. Join t- the club. We have yeah, I, I we have know. meetings every <laughs> Friday. It's... I'll bring tea or bickies or <laughs> something, but... I just like their offense. Tyler just Boyd looks gingerbread good. Gingerbread cookies. Yeah, uh. okay, there we go. Good one. Good one. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I uh, I just, yeah, I like their offense. Tyler Boyd stepped up. Um, CJ Osama is not, like, is not that big of a downgrade from Tyler Eifert, who's just been wrecked by injuries these last few years. And I do like their defense to keep things pretty interesting um, against Kansas City. Maybe Vontaze Burfitt can get a couple of hits on Kareem Hunt, rattle him a little bit. Um, if he plays, he might be getting suspended again. But, uh, yeah, I do I do like the, the Bengals here, plus six. I know it's on the road, but, yeah, I like on them. On the road again. What have you got? I don't have anything, but any time you pick the Bengals is, makes me smile. You have over 58 and a half written in the dock. Is, is that a... Wait, hang on, show me. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, everyone. It's all good. Oh, sorry, I do. This, this was no... Earth to Josh. Yeah, this was no... Um, there's no strategy involved besides the fact that the over 57 rule just keeps Again. on giving. Keeps on going. So every time it's well, the line is 57 or higher, it's hit over in history of the NFL. Really? That yeah. can't be right. Look it up. Okay. Yeah. Well, we talked last week, Daryl, about the model's extremities where you get these high totals and things like that. It's always interesting to see what it, what, what it produces. Yeah, high totals over, low totals under. Yeah, there you go. So... What was, uh, it? what was it? High title. He said high totals over, low totals under. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. See. Nice. Which is against this, like a lot of people. Generally, That's against we talked your about brain. The psychology. Yeah. Normally you think, oh, I'll back the under or I'll back the over. Uh, all right. New uh, New York Giants for second straight week in prime time. <sighs> Deep breaths, everybody. Oh, it's going to be agony. Um, all right. Uh, they're on the road at Atlanta. Atlanta at least are a great team to watch. I think or a fun team to watch. Um, six points now, or five and a half, depending where you look. Total is 54 flat now. It's dropped a little bit. Uh, Daryl, what have you got? Yes, we had this 30-24 to the Falcons, so no plays. No plays. Uh, Josh, any plays? No, I don't have any plays. I wanted to. I really wanted to, but uh, yeah, nothing. I, I played Atlanta here. I like Atlanta minus five and a half. I do feel like they're playing a lot better the last couple of weeks. I mean, they were so close. Like, if they beat the Saints... Where they're viewed so differently, they're three and three instead of two and four. They've got a win over you know one of the best teams in the NFL, despite how bad their defense is. Um, if they were three and three, I think Matt Ryan would be in the MVP conversation as flawed as that logic is because team wins Super are, are not you know 
there's no impact on Matt Ryan's performance is their defense. But anyway, I just think um, they're a good team. I feel like this line should be closer to or over a touchdown at least. My only concern is um, the Falcons' defense is allowing 5.1 yards per carry against uh, running backs. So Saquon Barkley could have a big day, but I feel like if Atlanta can get out to an early lead, um, you know, opening drive touchdown or get out to 10 or 14-point lead, that takes the ball out of Barkley's hands and into Eli Manning's hands, which bodes well for many teams right now because Eli is washed yeah. or cooked or I whatever mean, you want to call it. I mean, it was four or five years ago, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's well and truly like well he's, done. You got to flip him over now. He's, he's no, he's, you're he's take him off you're holding it, you're holding him over the sink, scraping the burnt bits it's off to try to. That's how I washed he yeah. is. Wow, glowing indictment from the uh, Philly fan on Eli Manning. Uh, yeah, so all right. Um, <laughs> I like Daryl's message in the doc here. Good luck finding a lock of the week. Uh, we will go to an ad break. And we will come endeavor back. to do we, so. We will try. There are touchdowns, and then there are. Experience a true touchdown with a Stats Insider premium subscription. That's NFL predictions and value plays for every game, giving you the ultimate edge against the bookies. Touchdown in every way possible this season. Go premium today at statsinsider.com.au. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> Having a look, it is tough. It is very tough. <laughs> it to was find. funny. It's like, oh, yeah, we've got two overs for Cleveland, and then you're an orange for the under. under. It's yeah. like, oh, great. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then we've also got... Um, me and Daryl having a small play on the under in the Jacksonville game, but you were just like, I'm not sure. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Plus, I think we, should, we last time this happened, we went Fizzle over. Back. We have to go over. We went under when we didn't know. Yep. So I think we need to pick an over. You reckon? Mm-hmm. Pick an over? Yeah. That's where we've had our success. Have we? I don't think we've played an under as a lock of the week yet. We have. We did. We lost it. Did we? Mm-hmm. What was it? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Um, oh, well, that's how long ago it's been since we've lost. That's it. That's that's a very good sign. Daryl, any thoughts on a lock here? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I mean, from a betting strategy perspective, I guess I would say that it's okay to pass once in a while. No, no, never. No lock. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Lock of the week. Don't gamble. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm looking. I'm I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying it. I am leaning. I think under forty one and a half, just because me and the model agree here. By the way, I love that for Kansas City. I have the over. You have Cincy plus six, and Daryl has Kansas, Kansas City, City minus six. Someone's so gonna, we've all got someone's going to be wrong. Someone here. has to win unless it's a draw and the under. <laughs> yeah, that could happen. It's, that could definitely happen. Kansas City wins six nil. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Any is there anything you haven't jotted down, Josh? That would, you might... would you go over in the Rams San Francisco game? We don't have a play on it. I'm just trying yes, to think. Daryl has a under oh, fifty two. Would prevents, you go under presents... on that? No, I wouldn't touch that. <laughs> Man, I, maybe it is. Maybe Daryl's right. Maybe we just don't have a lock this week. Potentially, just don't have a lock. Yeah, I hate this. Maybe we should just <laughs> throw up something. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say or we could, try, we could try the over 57 rule. <laughs> I like how Daryl thinks. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Yeah, okay. Kansas City, Cincinnati. It over. is a ridiculous It is a massively high streak. total, but this could be a purely, uh, yeah. It hit, what, it was 58 Hang on, it's, last it's week. moved to 57 and a half now at some places. So I think if it's at 57 and a half, um, I definitely think we make the play there and we change that. 57 because I can see 57s around um, pinnacle for one um, so 
Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning that. I'm leaning that. Dale, if it's 57.5, does the model bring up anything? Um, we'd be probably plus 1% on over. That'll do. And <laughs> we have a look. <laughs> We're in consensus. Uh, but if we are responsible, yeah, don't. Yeah, all right. So, <laughs> That's um, not a strong Here reason. is the uh, take it with a grain of salt lock of the week <laughs> for week seven. Over 57.5 is the lock of the week in the... It's good. It's primetime game, and it's weird that normally the lock's in the article, but uh, we've done things a little bit backward this week. So, all right, Cincinnati, Red Rifle, and Post Mahomes, uh, 57 and a half. Are we endorsing Post Mahomes' as Patrick Mahomes' nickname? Nah, it's primetime Mahomes. No, it's showtime Mahomes. is ridiculous. <laughs> showtime, yeah. Um, all right, so over 57 and a half is the lock of the week. All right, that wraps up uh, the punt return. Daryl, any final thoughts on week seven before uh, we finish up? No, I'm, there's a bunch of games there where I'm going to be interested to see what the line moves do. Um, a lot of the betting for me will probably come. So I tend to have the bet really early or really late, and so I'll probably have another look at these Monday morning. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Like You try and get the early lines if you can predict or if you do your own sort of um, spread bets and, and you can see value that you think or based off your rating. So I always try to take lines early in the week, and then, yeah, sometimes circumstances move and, now, there's always potential to get a gap as well that comes in handy. Mm. Josh, any final thoughts on week seven? No, um, I, there's a lot of like playoff possible ramifications this week, so that's what I'm interested in seeing. Yeah, just in the long terms, in terms of seeding and, yeah. and head-to-head records and things like that. So yeah, um, that uh, that Washington Dallas game and the Eagles Carolina game both have ramifications. There we go. Very interesting indeed. All right, happy week seven. We'll be back next week to preview. Week 8, you can find us on Twitter at Wooten Y, and you can follow Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford and on at Stats Insider. And as Daryl said, um, we'll be pl- making a lot more plays in the line movements later in the week, so please check out um, Stats Insider. Uh, the subscription package is there. Um, it'll be worth your while. And uh, until next week. Now we'll get a five-day free trial, I've got to tell you. <laughs> five-day free trial. Ooh. Okay. There you go. Five-day free trial at Stats Insider. Just Google Stats Insider or follow us on Twitter, and you'll, you'll see it all over our Twitter feed. All right. There we go. Sure. Tell everybody.